Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. So what do you got for us today? I've got the best grim story of all time today, Carol. Can't wait. You should be so excited for this. And once I get into it, you're going to totally understand why I think it's the best grim story of all time. When I'm looking at the title, it has cat in it. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Today, I will be doing my own version of the poor Miller's boy and the cat from the Brothers Grimm. And we will begin now. Once there was a miller named Bob who had a very successful milling business. His mill produced grains that were made for baking pies, breads, cakes, cereals, oatmeal, etc. One day he asked one of his apprentices to paint his mill for him. His apprentice painted the mill red, so Bob named his mill Bob's Red Mill. For years he toiled away at his mill producing grains to feed his community. He loved working so much that he decided to dedicate his entire life to his business, and therefore he forsook having a family of any kind. Mm. Then that's not true of the real Bob's Red Mill. No. He's got kids, I believe. <laughs> yeah. I love Bob's Red Mill, by the way. <laughs> then one day, just after his 80th birthday, he realized that he was tired and didn't want to work anymore. He decided that he would give his mill to one of his many faithful apprentices, which actually the real Bob did give his his company to his employees. So that, that is cool. great. Yeah. Um, so nice. So there were three apprentices of which he most liked. So he called them to his office. Boys, I have decided to retire, he told them. The three apprentices looked at each other in shock. Retire? You can't do that, <laughs> the first apprentice, Tom said. Who will run this place? Bob took a deep sigh and looked at him. <sighs> One of you will, he finally said. One of us, said the second apprentice named Dick. But who? Whoever brings me the best horse, was Bob's reply. I will give my mill over to whoever can give me the finest horse they can find. Really? All we need to do is give you a great horse and we can have the mill, asked Tom. That's right, said Bob. Tom and Dick looked at each other in bewilderment. Then they heard a soft cough behind them. It was Harry. What's he doing here, asked Dick. I thought we fired him a long time ago. You tried, but I rehired him, said Bob. I like him. (laughs) But boss, said Tom, lowering his voice, he isn't the sharpest tool in the shed. If you catch my drift, he did, after all, paint your mill red. I like my red mill, said Bob. Besides, he's always bringing cats in to catch the mice around here. I appreciate that. Tom and Dick just shook their heads. Harry grinned from ear to ear. After the three of them left Bob's office, they started to discuss their plans to go to town to get a fine horse for Bob. We will go tonight, said Tom. Dick and Harry agreed. That night, the three of them met outside the doors of the mill and headed off into the night. As they got closer to town, the three of them became quite sleepy and decided to stop and rest in a cave. The three of them lay down and fell asleep, or at least Harry did. Tom and Dick just pretended to. Once Harry was fast asleep, the other two, very quietly, got up and snuck out of the cave. 
I cannot believe that Bob thinks that Harry could ever have the brain power to run the mill, exclaimed Tom. Yeah, the old man must be losing it if he thinks that Harry can do it over you or I, said Dick. Harry will never be able to figure out how to get a horse, much less a fine horse, one that would be worthy of Bob. The two continued to infuriate themselves over being lumped into the same category as Harry as they continued to town. In the morning, Harry awoke and looked around. Tom and Dick were gone. Oh no, said Harry. I'll never be able to find my way to town now and get a fine horse for Bob. Harry sat with his head in his hands for a few minutes, wondering what to do. Then he heard a soft meow coming from the mouth of the cave. He looked up to see a beautiful white Persian cat wearing a diamond tiara. She had crystal blue eyes, perfect white whiskers, and a soft fluffy coat. Harry smiled at her. Well, hello, kitty, he said. Come here. And he held out his hand to her. The cat sauntered over to him and rubbed up against his leg while he petted her head and body. What a pretty cat you are, he said. Thank you. Harry jerked around behind him, but nothing was there. What the? He looked all around him to see who had spoken, but there was no one. Who said that? I did. Harry looked down. The cat was looking up at him. Hello, she purred. Harry stumbled backwards and fell down, staring at the cat in disbelief. Oh my God, he said, you can talk? The cat walked up to his face and blinked her eyes at him in a loving gesture. Well, of course I can. Cats are highly intelligent animals. It was only a matter of time before we learned how to speak the human's language. Harry couldn't believe what he was seeing and hearing. That is amazing, he said in bewilderment. Harry, I know what you are looking for, said the cat. You do? he asked. Yes. Last night I was sleeping outside of the cave when I heard the other two men leave. They said they needed to find a fine horse for someone named Bob? Yes, it's our boss. He said that he would give his mill to whoever brought him the finest horse. But Tom and Harry left before I awoke, so now I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't even really know the way to town, he said sadly. That's okay. I can make a deal with you so that you don't even need to go into town to get a horse. Harry looked at the cat skeptically. Really? What kind of a deal? The cat purred and blinked her eyes at him again. You see, Harry, I'm a very successful and high-ranking cat. I have a fleet of fine horses, the best you've ever seen, but I need some work done at my home. If you would come and work for me for seven years, I'd be happy to give you one of my fine horses as payment. Harry mulled this over in his head. Hmm. How far away is your home? he asked. Not far. Just over the hill and through the woods. Harry really liked this cat. I mean, he was a cat person after all. She seemed pretty confident and intelligent. Why not take her up on her offer? Harry agreed and the two of them left the cave headed for the cat's home. They walked for a very long time until they finally came to a beautiful castle. As he entered the courtyard to the castle, he saw that the entire castle was filled with cats. Cats of all kinds. Short hair, long haired, hairless, tabby, calico, tortoiseshell, gray, white, black, Himalayan, Siamese, Maine Coon, Ragdoll, every kind of cat imaginable. <laughs> what is this place? Harry asked in a daze. This is my home, and these cats are my subjects. They will take very good care of you. 
Harry noticed that as the cat walked through the courtyard, all of the other cats stopped what they were doing and bowed before her. There were some kittens that were playing with a ball of yarn that didn't seem to notice Her Majesty's presence. As the queen cat approached, she stood behind them. Their mothers ran over to the kittens, picked them up by the scruff of their necks, and turned them to face the queen. Then they put them back down, and the kittens bowed before her. The queen smiled at them and entered the castle with Harry behind her. Lady Meowington, please take this man Harry to his room and get him ready for tomorrow. I have brought him here to do those projects we discussed. Lady Meowington bowed to the queen and then ran over to Harry. Making eye contact with him, she nodded to him to follow her. Harry did follow her and she brought him up a long winding staircase to a room at the top. When he opened the door, he found the room was bathed in pink fluffy carpet, pillows, feathers, patches of cat grass, very large balls of yarn, and a large scratching post. In one corner of the room was a giant cat bed, big enough to fit his whole body. Harry was exhausted from the long walk, so he lay down in the bed and fell fast asleep. A little while later, he woke up to find a team of cats sitting in a circle around him. What's going on? he asked. The cats moved in and started to pull off his boots and socks with their teeth. A few other cats moved to his head and pulled off his cap and shirt. Then the cats all at once started giving Harry a ton bath. (laughs) (laughs) Harry started to laugh because it was tickling him, but it felt good at the same time. When the cats were done bathing him, they dried him with their fluffy tails. Then a few more cats brought in a rolling cart, on top of which was a dead bird that they had caught earlier in the day and had cooked over an open fire for him. Harry was starved and gobbled up the bird as well as the large saucer of milk that was next to it. Once Harry was finished with his meal, the cats took the rolling cart away. As they left, the queen entered his room. Tomorrow, Harry, I would like for you to do the following chores for me, she said. I need some wood chopped, some grass mowed, and some Napita Kataria harvested from the field. What is Napita Kataria? asked Harry. The queen smiled at him. Catnip. Harry nodded his understanding. Then the door opened and a few more cats entered the room. These cats will keep you warm tonight, said the queen. She then turned, swung her tail in the air, and sauntered out of the room, the cats bowing as she passed them. Harry turned to his cat bed and climbed in. The two cats snuggled up beside him and they all fell asleep together. Harry couldn't believe how warm the cats kept him all night. The next morning he awoke. The cats helped him to dress and fed him breakfast, eggs, and milk. He then went to work for the queen doing the tasks she had requested. Every morning, Harry would awake with his cat companions, have breakfast, and then go to work. He loved living at the cat castle and was completely smitten by the cats. He would play with the kittens and let them crawl onto his shoulders and head as he harvested the catnip. At night, he would go to the dining hall where all the cats would sit and eat together. Then one of the minstrel cats would play the guitar and sing about the victories of catching mice, naps in the sunshine, and defeating dogs through their intelligence and wit. (laughs) (laughs) He loved it so much he never wanted to leave, but the day came when the queen came to him and said that his seven years were up. Really? He said. Already? It went so fast. It seems like it's only been six months. Yes, it did go by quickly, agreed the cat queen. You've been so helpful to us here, but it is time that I release you. However, I still owe you payment for your services. In three days' time, I will come to you at the miller's house and I'll bring you a fine horse. Harry was sad that he wasn't being asked to stay, but he nodded his head. 
The next day, the queen showed Harry the path to return to the miller's house. He said his goodbyes to the cats and started down the path. A few of the kittens followed him down the path, softly meowing their goodbyes. He turned and waved at them. The queen watched him go from her window up high. Harry walked all day until he finally got to the miller's house. It was dusk, and there was a warm yellow light glowing from inside the miller's home. He noticed two horses tied to the fence post outside. Then he heard footsteps behind him. What the hell? Tom exclaimed. Where did you come from, Harry? Harry turned to see Tom and Dick approaching. Yeah, you've been gone an awfully long time, said Dick. I was out getting a fine horse for Bob, said Harry. Upon hearing this, both Tom and Dick burst out laughing. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, please, Harry. You would be the last person who could find a fine horse for Bob, said Dick. And besides, said Tom, Bob loves the horses we brought for him. Look at these great animals. With that, Tom walked over and patted one of the horses on the rear quarters. The horse responded by letting out a loud fart. Both Tom and Dick started laughing. Harry looked down and noticed that the horse was keeping its leg elevated behind it, only putting weight on the other three legs. What's wrong with your horse? He asked Tom. Well, as it turns out, said Tom, there is a severe supply chain shortage in fine horses, so this is the best one I could get. A lame horse is the best you can get? asked Harry. It's true, chimed in Dick. My horse is blind. It's really all that was available. The two men continued to congratulate each other on their wicked awesome finds when the door to Bob's house opened. Who's out there? asked Bob. Harry gasped. Bob had gotten quite old since he had been away. His hair was completely white and his vision was poor. He held a cane in his hand. It's us, yelled Tom, just me and Dick. Oh, well come on in now, it's getting late, said Bob. Harry was about to speak up when Tom shushed him. No, Harry, you don't get to come inside. You have no horse to offer Bob. That's right, said Dick. You're sleeping in the barn tonight with the cats. Then the two of them walked off towards the front door of Bob's home as Harry watched them go. He turned and walked to the barn where he slipped inside. Many of the cats Harry had brought to the mill years ago to catch the mice were still there. He was overjoyed to see them. Hello, kitties, he said excitedly. I'm home. The cats gathered around him and smiled. I met your queen. She is beautiful. And she let me in on your little secret. I know you can understand me when I talk, because she can talk too. The cats all meowed in happy chatter. Okay, kitties, let's get some sleep. I'm exhausted from my trip. And with that, Harry made a straw bed and laid down as the barn cats snuggled up against him for warmth. Harry stayed in the barn with the barn cats for three days, awaiting his payment from the queen. He avoided contact with Tom and Dick and did not announce to Bob that he had returned. He knew that Bob would wait for his arrival before rewarding his mill to anyone, so as soon as the queen cat arrived with his horse, he could take over as rightful owner of the mill. On the third day, Harry awoke, stretched out his long body, snapped on his suspenders, and threw open the doors to the barn. This is the day, kitties! The barn cats eagerly ran to the door to await the visit from their queen. A few minutes later, Harry and the cats heard the sounds of trumpets and looked down the road. Coming towards them was a beautiful Cinderella-style coach, led by a team of six gorgeous white horses. Two men sat at the helm, guiding the horses down the path. One horse was tied to the back of the coach. It was the most beautiful horse Harry had ever seen. The coach and horses pulled up in front of the miller's house. Tom, Dick, and Bob had heard the trumpets as well, so they came out to see what was going on. 
Once the coach stopped, one of the coach drivers jumped down and opened the door to the coach. Out stepped a beautiful queen in a long flowing gown and a fluffy white wrap around her shoulders. She reminded Harry of the cat queen. Hello, I'm here to see Harry. Harry came running up to them. Here I am, he said. As he approached, he locked eyes with the queen. She was gorgeous, and he instantly felt a little self-conscious. After all, he had been sleeping in the barn for three days, and he was a disheveled mess. The queen took in his appearance head to foot, with a tilt of her head. Hmm, she said. Guards. With that, the men driving the stagecoach brought out a few boxes and walked them over to them. They handed the boxes to Harry. I suggest you put these on, she said. Harry nodded and took the boxes back to the barn. Inside the boxes was a suit made for a royal prince with shiny shoes. He couldn't believe how expensive and beautiful they were. He put them on and then returned to the queen outside. How do I look, he said. The queen smiled. He was quite handsome, just as she had thought. My name is Queen Caddington. Harry has been under my employment for the last seven years. I promised him a fine horse for his payment, which I'm here to personally deliver. With that, she gestured with her hand, and one of her servants brought the beautiful horse over to Bob. I believe he wanted you to have this horse. Bob, Tom, and Dick just <laughs> stood there with their mouth agape. Finally, Bob stuttered, Thank you, Miss Caddington. I mean, your majesty. He then turned to Harry. Harry, this is the most beautiful horse I've ever seen. Clearly, you are the winner and should have my mill. Harry's eyes filled with tears as Bob handed him the keys to the mill. Not so fast, yelled Tom and Dick at the same time. There is no way we are losing the mill to this asshole. And with that, Tom picked up a large rock and Dick picked up a club and started moving towards Harry. Guards, yelled Queen Caddington. The guards ran back to the coach and opened the door. Out stepped Michael Myers. <laughs> he had a long kitchen knife in his hand and a few kittens playing on his shoulder. He started walking towards Tom and Dick as his theme music, Da, 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 started playing. Queen Caddington grabbed Harry's hand and the two of them ran to the barn with Bob close behind them. They were not sure what happened to Tom and Dick, but they could hear their screams from inside the barn. When everything turned quiet, they opened the door to the barn and peeked out. Michael was returning to the coach. One of the kittens was licking the blood off his mechanic's oh, uniform, gross. while the other kitten had a disembodied <laughs> finger in its mouth that it was innocently stuffing into Michael's pocket. Michael petted the kittens as he climbed into the coach. Wow, that was scary, said Harry. And unexpected, said Bob. Yes, well, I like to be prepared for all occasions, said the queen. Harry couldn't believe it. The beautiful queen before him was the cat he had worked for for the last seven years. And she was friends with Michael Myers. And Michael Myers saved his life. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for the horse, the clothes, and for saving me, said Harry to the queen. Harry, I brought you the horse to give to your old employer, Bob, but what I'd really like is to take you back with me to my castle. I'd like you to be my husband and the king of Catland. Harry couldn't believe what he was hearing. Seriously, he asked. Yes, of course, yes. And with that, the two kissed each other in agreement. But wait, said Harry, what about Bob? After all, Michael Myers had rid the world of Tom and Dick, so Bob was left with no one, no one to inherit his mill or take care of him in his old age. The queen looked at Bob and smiled. Bob, you can come too if you like. 
Bob smiled and nodded in agreement. And with that, the three of them climbed into the coach with Michael Myers, the kittens, and all of the barn cats and rode off into the sunset to start their new set of nine lives together. <laughs> the end. Wow, what a, what a Holly story. You that put is, your stamp all over that it. That is so me. I yeah. pretty much peed all yeah, over the story. You, you marked your territory on yeah. it for yeah. sure. And that's basically, I didn't really change much to the story. The cat, the queen cat is actually a tabby cat instead of a white Persian. I like the white Persian it for sure. It seems more queen-like, I yes, guess. Yes. And then, um, of course, Michael Myers did not make an appearance in the original. But other than that, it was pretty spot on to the grim story. That is so great. You know, what else I like about this story is that it is untraditional in the sense that in this story, the girl saves the guy. Oh, true. And makes him yeah. feel like a prince versus the other way around. I kind of like that. Can we give a shout out to the actual real red, you know, I mill, am going Bob's to Red Mill? Include the link to the Bob Red Mill website in my show notes. It's, a, <laughs> it's the best. They have the best food. They really it's do. It's such a great place. Yeah. I used yeah. to go there for lunch all the time when I worked over there. Yeah, I told you my mom ran into Bob at the He's uh, a nice guy. hairstylist. She was getting her hair done and he was yeah. getting his hair done right before her. She's like, oh, that's Bob from Bob. Because <laughs> it's it's a family run it's business. A Milwaukee, Oregon mm-hmm. company. And I think it is national, international at this yeah. point. But yeah, so Bob hangs out in the same stomping grounds of Carol and I. So yeah. we do every once in a while, we'll say, oh, there's Bob from Bob's Red Mill. He- healthy food. For so sure. I like to give him a nod. Another Portland nod. We're nodding at you. Nodding at Bob from Bob's Red Mill. Five candy corns for you, <laughs> Five Bob. Five candy corns. <laughs> he wouldn't approve like, no, of that. He's like, too much sugar. we don't allow that <laughs> in this mill. <laughs> that's too much sugar, you guys. That's right. You want to just keep it healthy. Well, thank you, Holly. Thank you, Carol. Another wonderful Grimm story. I appreciate that. I had a lot of fun with that one for obvious reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> All right, you guys. We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Is, is it, it Bob's Red Mill? <laughs> thanks for blowing my. Thanks oh, for blowing no. that. Oh no! Thanks for blowing that. Okay, okay. The two continued to infuriate themselves over being lumped into the same category as Harry. As soon as they continued on into town, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I think I slipped an extra word in there. I need some wood chopped, some grass mowed, and some napita cartaria harvested. <laughs> I don't know how to say. Way either. to throw a whoopee at me. <laughs> What is Nepi- What did you say? <laughs> what is Nepitia Kataria? Hello. Oh, I'm sorry. That's your. That's your wife. <laughs> no, you're doing so well. <laughs> Go ahead. With a tilt of her head. Hmm. Oh, sorry. I keep doing that. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> do you want to be the queen? I do. Holly? I do. But you the go queen ahead. <laughs> yes. Well, I. Oh, that's you again. I'm sorry. <laughs> keep doing that. As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts, and all dolls are definitely haunted. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at Fireside Phantoms. If you have a spooky story you would like to share with us, send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode. <laughs>